Let me ask you a question. How many of you have ever experienced sorrow? How many of you have ever been in a situation where you thought to yourself, how in the world could that happen? Anyone ever been there? Anyone ever felt like, where's God? You know, when we think of 9-11, probably the most tragic thing that ever happened in your time, actually not your time, how many of y'all was born 9-11? 01. Alright, most of you are these. But you ask any adult, they can probably tell you the exact place they were when 9 11 happened. I know it was. Or, you may have had a family member pass away. And that just struck you, and you, and you, and you ask yourself this question, or you ask God, why? Why God? Why take a person like that? You see, tonight we need to recognize that we have been going through tether and talking about security in Christ as we talk about what is the tether, the rope that you are holding on as a rope climber. As we talked about last time, who is the most important person in the whole climb of the wall? Who's the most important person? The person at the bottom who is guiding the rope, right? What does anyone remember what they call him? The layer, right. The belayer is the most important person because they basically got your life in their hands. Because as soon as they let that rope go, they let that go, you're on your own. But you see, that's what we want to talk about now. We want to talk about reaching the top of the mountain. And I have a question, when a person gets to the top of the mountain, do you think they think they are achieved at all? As they look around, they see everything, they see the beauty or whatever they were climbing up. You think they achieved everything? Have they achieved everything? No, right? Why have they achieved everything? Because they got to also what? Come down. You know, we can reach the top, but we need to come down. It's just like life. Life is that way. We, you know, we could be on the top of the mountain, then we could way down at the bottom of the valley. And you know what? That's the same God. And tonight we want to talk about that. And we want to talk about finding joy. First of all, we need to define what is joy. Joy is rejoicing in spite of circumstances that God is in control of everything and always has our best in mind. Now, let me just ask you this question because as I read that, that's not the easiest definition, right? That you find joy rejoicing in spite of everything, every circumstance, everything that's ever happened, you find joy. Some of you probably think to you yourself, that's another dumb definition. Because how do I find joy when a family member dies? How do I find joy when my parents are getting a divorce? How do I find joy when my best friend committed suicide? How do I find joy in these things? Well, the only way you can find joy because we need to recognize where joy is found. And joy is only found in one person, that's God himself. And that's why it says, Rejoicing in spite of circumstances that God is in control of everything. Let me ask you a question. We all know what happened last Sunday, right? If you don't know what happened last Sunday, you've been hiding in, in a tunnel somewhere, and you don't know you don't have a clue what's going on anywhere. You, you know, we know what happened, right? In Grandma Home. Let me ask you a question. Do you think that when those nine people got on that flight that day? No. Do you think they said to themselves, we're going to die? 
No. No, no, right? <laughs> because if they did, they probably thought, well, why am I going to Spain? I don't know how many of you, I don't know how many of you have been following the story and seeing it, because we know Miles Monroe, we know Miles Monroe, the very popular preacher around the world. But I was very impressed by hearing his son a couple of days ago. Because his son was talking about, you know what? Yes, it's devastating. Yes, we have, you know, we have sorrow, we have pride, we have wept, you know, we have all these problems. But you know the one thing we can rest in? That God is in control. God is in control. You know, we don't understand things in life. We don't understand why we go through difficulties. But that is the only thing we can rest in. That's why even that last song that we sang, you know, I don't know how many of you even thought of the lyrics in that song. But I want to read the, the first verse for you. And it says this, I am not skilled to understand what God has will, what God has planned. But I do know at the right hand stands one who is my Savior. I take him at his word indeed. Christ died to save me, this I read. And in my heart I find me of him to be my Savior. That is the hope that we have. The only hope that we have in this world is that if we have hope in Jesus Christ, there's no other hope. There's no other way to find joy. Because you know what? If I try to find joy in you, you know what's going to happen? You can disappoint me. I'm going to disappoint you. We have to put our hope and joy in Christ because He is in control. You know, what, what is so you know, baffling sometimes is we talk about this and we talk about joy and sometimes we think about it. And there, there are many pastors that will get up on a pulpit on a Sunday and tell you this. Yes, pure joy is found in God. And you know what? When you've got a relationship with God, you know what's going to happen to you? You're going to prosper. You're going to get rich. You know, you're going to have all everything you ever wanted in life you're going to get. Because if you just come to Jesus Christ. And you want me to tell you something? The Bible I read tells me something completely different. The Bible that I read tells me, you know what I'm going to do as a Christian? I'm going to suffer. I'm going to suffer. You know, this is a, this tonight's lesson is not a pretty picture for us to think about and be like, Oh yes, you know, it's not that way. Because, you know, if I ask any of you in this room tonight, who wants to suffer, I can guarantee you no one had going up in your own. But you know what? When we come to Jesus Christ, we have a greater hope. And that's why we can find true joy in him. I want to read a, a thing from Billy Graham on his book, The Secret of Happiness. And this is what Billy Graham said. I once heard of a man who went to see a psychiatrist. He told the doctor that he was lonely, despondent, and miserable. He begged the doctor to help him. The psychiatrist suggested that he needed to laugh, so he instructed the patient to attend the circus and watch the clown who was famous for being able to make anyone laugh. His patient looked him in the eye and said, but doctor, you don't understand, I am that clown. You see, what he basically says is this, we put a front on. The clown can always have, he's happy at the circus, and he always has a smile on because you know that pink too. So he always smiles, you know. But he can make anyone smile. But you know what, sometimes in our lives, 
We can look like we're happy, but we are so miserable. You know why we're miserable? Because we're not following in God's will. We're not doing what God wants us to do. The only way you're going to find true happiness is that if you're in God's will, God's plan for your life. Like I said, we so many times don't understand why bad things happen to good people. You know, sometimes as, as I think about life and, and as the only thing I can rest in the sovereignty of God and know you can control, I always wonder, for oh God, why didn't you kill that person over there who did not have anything, didn't want anything to do with you? I said this person over here who wanted to pursue you. How many of you ever wondered that question? How many of you ever thought that question? How many of you ever said that question? We've all said it at times. And that's why it's very important for us to understand that God is in control. That is the only thing that we can rest in. I want to just read a verse before we go into the, the PowerPoint. It's not in there. But the very familiar verse that we know. Philippians 3.14. And it says this, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God who is in Christ Jesus. That is reaching the top. That is reaching the pinnacle. When we say that we have gotten to God. Now let me ask a question. How many ways is there to God? One way. There's only one way to God. That's through His Son, Jesus Christ. That's what we just talked about. We sang about that God, that Christ came to this earth, He came and lowered Himself to this earth so that He could die for us. What a, what a, let me ask a question. Look at the person next to you for a second. <laughs> Would you die for that person? No. Nobody would probably say, I'm going to die for the person next to you. Now you know your true friends are. You know, Jesus said to us, Jesus said this to us. And then the disciples wondered, what are you talking about, Jesus? Jesus said this to his disciples. And in John 16 said he says this. It basically better for me to go. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Now, to the disciples, they thought Jesus was a crazy man. What are you talking about, Jesus? We just saw you perform all these miracles. We saw you do all these good things over here. What are you talking about? Better for you to go and leave. That doesn't make sense. But you know what happens sometimes when people leave or go away? It makes you have to work. It makes you have to really think of your own life. You know, even through this tragedy what we see, even with, you know, and Bahamas Bay mentioned you can go through a big transition, and you know, everywhere goes through a big transition when things happen. But you know what's very important that Jesus understood? Jesus did not leave them alone. What did he tell them? I'm gonna send you a what? 
helper. Who's the helper? Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. All right. He recognized that. Look, I'm not gonna just leave you alone because that would be the wrong thing to do. But I'm gonna send you the Holy Spirit, who's gonna be with you always. Because we have to understand that Jesus Himself was a human just like us. Could Jesus be everywhere at one time? No. He could not be because he was human, just like me and you. But you see, the Holy Spirit lives in each one of us as a believer. And that's what he's saying. So the first point is this Jesus sent us the Holy Spirit. The second part of as we think of the word joy, oh, is this only the Holy Spirit can give us true joy. Only the Holy Spirit can give us true joy. Now let me ask a question. What does the world teach us? The world teaches that we get true joy by doing what? Buying stuff, partying, you know, you know, doing whatever we want in the world. That's what that's what's gonna be fun for you. That's what can give you true joy. Let me ask a question. Do you think an alcoholic who drinks the whole night away, when they wake up the next morning, they still find it joy? When they have a hangover? No. Never. Never had it. They are out of it. Do you think a person who is high on marijuana, do you think they find true joy? That they find true joy when they do, you know? There's only one way to find true joy. That's true, the Holy Spirit. First Thessalonians 1 6 tells us this. And you became imitators of us and of the Lord. You received him the word and much affliction which is the joy of the Holy Spirit. This is what happened to us. We got the Holy Spirit. When, when we became a believer, the Holy Spirit dwelt in us. So tonight in this room, if you say, I have a relationship with Christ, the Holy Spirit lives in you. That is the hope that we can cling on to. Alright? And why? You. You are meant to live a life of joy. Let me just say, you are meant to live a life of joy. This isn't no, you know, pretty up type of thing to say, all right, come to Jesus, you can be rich. No, no. John 15, 11 tells us this. These things I spoke to you that you, that my joy may be in you, that your joy may be full. This is Jesus telling us, look, when you come to know me, anyone know what John 15, 10 says? What John 15, 10? Anyone know? I see it. Some of you, some of you should know. Anyone know? I'm waiting for it. I'm not gonna say it. You're gonna know why you should know that. That God. See, I don't know. I don't know that version. I don't know. No, no, I forgot to the world. Huh? No, no, that's that's just on Romans five eight. Romans, John 15, 10. That I have given you life, that you may have life what? More abundantly. Alright? That's a more power than an exact thing. Alright? This is what God said. This is what Jesus said. Look, I want you to have life. And I want you to have life more abundantly. And then he goes on. These things I spoke to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. I've had a question. You know, in Sunday school, we all, one of the first songs we ever heard in our life was, I've got the joy, 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 joy. <laughs> we have all sang that song enough times in our lifetime, right? 
But the question for us is this. Do you have joy? Do you have true joy? You know, a lot of people try to find joy in all the wrong places. And we can just go, go to the next slide. The spiritual goal to achieve is getting to know Jesus. This is what we want to do as we get to know Jesus. We want, we have to get to know Living three points and I already read this verse. I press on to what we call for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. That is the goal we're trying to reach. Jesus Christ. The goal is no less, no more. Jesus Christ. That's it. Secondly, God wanted to give up sin because it entangles our relationship with Him. Anyone else seen a, 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 a runner? You ever seen Usain Bolt run a race? You think Usain Bolt goes into um, Nike or actually Puma is his, Puma is his uh, sponsor. You think he goes into Puma and says, um, Hey, can I have the heaviest spikes you got? Can I get the heaviest clothes you have? I want to run. I want to try to break the world record today. You think he does that? No. He basically wants to run like he had nothing on. Sorry, I, I, you know, that's what I want to feel. He wants the, the clothes to be so light that when he runs, he doesn't feel the clothes. Why? Because what happens to weight? What does weight do to you? Hebrews 12 one says this. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run the race with endurance. The race that before us. Again, the Christian life is a race. We need to recognize that, that we are all in this race together. There's a cloud of witnesses. There are people that have gone before us to show us how to run this race. I've got a question. If there's one person you want to run like, who would you want to run like? The best, right? You want to run like the best person you've ever seen. You know that this, this, this is basically on us? Five out. This is saying that there have been great cloud of witnesses. Many people who have gone before us and ran a good race. <laughs> Spiritual maturity requires you to keep your life focused on Jesus. Hebrews 12, 2. And we know that looking to Jesus, the founder of our faith. Basically, what it's saying, look, don't look around. Don't look at the world. Don't, look, don't, don't get distracted. It's so easy for us to get distracted in this world. It's so easy for me and you to say, you know what? I gotta go over here a little bit. But you know what happens when we look over there? We lose sight of the real prize. We lose sight of the finish line. We lose sight of Jesus Christ, who is the founder and finisher of our faith. He's the beginning, he's the end, he's the alpha, he's the omega. We need to recognize that we need to keep our eyes focused solely on him. Don't get distracted. Any of you have procrastinated on there? Anyone procrastinates on there? No? Alright. What's called the procrastination? Distractions. You know, you know what's a big distraction? This right here. This is a big distraction. Any type of tablet, any type of mobile, this is a distraction. If I had to tell you, listen, Right, Jody just said this is life, except for the last five. She said this is life, you know? That's how sometimes we think. You know what, if I lose this, my whole life is in shambles. 
It's all messed up. How do you really feel that way? If you lost your phone, you're a dead person. Come back. Come back. You see, we put too much hope in these things. We too much hope in electronics. Instead of focusing on Christ. Two more points. You will be more mature, believer, once you go through discipline. It's like, how many of you like discipline? Anyone like to, anyone used to like to get beat when they're younger? I love beat, you know, I gotta not say that like that because this is live on the air and, you know, we, you know, that word is used very, you know. Okay, how many of you used to be disciplined as a child? That's gonna be good. Alright? Just like, just like us, listen, just like us as kids, as believers, we need to be disciplined. Mature believers. 12, Hebrew 12 and 11 says this. But they discipline us for a short time at the same best for them. But he disciplined us for our good, that we may share his holiness. Verse 11. For the moment all is going to seem painful rather than pleasant, but later yields to the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. I mean, just think about it. When you go through discipline in your life, it hurts. And it's like, why am I going through this? Why am I going through these things in my life? But it's for our good, Christ says. And the last point is this. God encouraged us to ask things of him in prayer, that we might have fullness of joy. John 16, 24 says, Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that joy in you full. So tonight we need to recognize one thing. Joy comes from one person. The Holy Spirit lives in us, and we can only find true joy in our relationship with Jesus Christ. So, no matter what you're going through tonight, in your life, you know, God wants us to say, you know what, here is it. I want to give it to you. And I want, to, I want us to stand, and we're going to sing one more song, and this is a very old song. Alright, very old. This was my YouTube day song. Alright, that's how old it was. Alright, I think ready at all. But we are going to stand and sing this song, right? And I want you to really listen to the words. Alright, so we can hear the song. Everybody stand up. Everybody know the song.